you ever hoped that things would get better? Dreamed of a bright future or looked for a better outcome? You believe in God, but you can't see him. Well, he's there, and all we need to do is look for the sunrise. God offers us new beginnings and new birth, the opportunity to lay down our past failures. That's what this podcast is all about, the coming of light. It's about seeing the sunrise and seeing a chance for change, for a bright future, and about seeing the sun, the S-O-N, rise. Hello, everyone, and I want to welcome you to episode 23 of See the Sunrise. It is a privilege and a pleasure to be able to bring to you, hopefully, messages of hope that allow you to see your life in a brand new way, in a way where no matter what situation you're in, no matter what's going on around you, you can see the light of Christ in everything that you're experiencing and doing. Last week, we talked about the beginning of Advent. And this week, we want to continue that subject. A sleeping child, a morning sunrise, a harmonious relationship, the absence of chaos, the freedom from disturbance. These are all examples of peace. And who wouldn't want peace in their lives? It's the second week of Advent. Last week, I talked about hope. Not just any hope, but hope in Christ and what that hope means as we live in this world. I hope you took the opportunity, as I suggested last week, to write down the events of the past year. Yours are going to be unique to you. Um, And I'm sure you've had many experiences because much has happened in this year of 2020. So I hope you have taken the opportunity to write down the events that happened in your life so that you are reminded of the blessings that were accomplished even in spite of how terrible this year has been. We need Christ in our lives, and he wants to be a part of our life. This week, as I focus on peace, I want to ask the question, and I'd ask you to ask the question, answer the question, what is peace? As I've given very descriptors in the beginning of this um, podcast, I came to know that peace can be defined in many ways, and it depends on a particular set of circumstances. And peace may be different from one individual to another. For the one who lives in an environment of fear or disturbance, peace for them would be the absence of fear. It is very person to person, you might agree. But in actuality, real peace may not look at all like we think it should. Real peace can never be found in people or in things. Real peace can only be found in Christ. It is in the Gospel of Luke where there are two individuals who are seeking specific things, but in essence, what they're seeking is peace. Let me share a bit of their story with you. Now, when Jesus returned, a crowd welcomed him, for they were all expecting him. Then a man named Jairus, a synagogue leader, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come to his house because his daughter a girl about 12 was dying. As Jesus was on his way, the crowds almost crushed him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one was able to heal her. She came up behind him and she touched the edge of his cloak and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, The people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, 
Someone touched me. I know that power has gone out from me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. Then he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. You hear that word peace? While Jesus was still speaking, someone came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, he said. Don't bother the teacher anymore. Hearing this, Jesus said to Jairus, don't be afraid. Just believe and she will be healed. When he arrived at the house of Jairus, he did not let anyone go in with him except Peter, John, and James, and the child's father and mother. Meanwhile, all the people were wailing and mourning for her. Stop wailing, Jesus said. She is not dead, but asleep. They laughed at him, knowing that she was dead. But he took her by the hand and said, My child, get up. Her spirit returned, and at once she stood up. Then Jesus told them to give her something to eat. Her parents were astonished, but he ordered them not to tell anyone what had happened. In both of, the, in both of these accounts, there were people who had specific needs, and it is clear in the case of the child that had died and the woman who sought healing, they were troubled souls. And who wouldn't be? Your child has died. Imagine the grief and the anguish those parents were feeling, and some of you listening to this may have had that feeling. And then think of an illness, the woman who had the issue of blood. She'd been sick 12 years. We have a difficult time being sick for a week or two, and with COVID-19, we realize that people have been sick for quite some time, and we keep hearing of people in the hospitals that for two and three months at a time fighting this dreadful disease I would think that, yes, peace is something that would be desired, not just for those who are ill, but all the loved ones that surround them, those that know them, those that want the best for them. I would say that our thoughts are not, would be not, they wouldn't be dissimilar to the thoughts of the woman who had the issue of the blood or the parents of the young child who had died. When someone dies, we want to be comforted. We want them back. We want, we want them healed. We don't, want their, we don't want the absence of their presence. We want them physically with us. When someone is sick, we want restoration. We want healing. Think of your own illness. Think of the minor illnesses that we suffer from a, a minor cold or maybe even a significant sinus infection. We just want to be back to normal. We want to, as, as the word often tells us, we want to be made whole. And in fact, who wouldn't want that? Who wouldn't want their child that died to be restored? Who wouldn't want their health to be restored? When someone is sick, we want restoration. We want healing. That's, isn't that what peace is? A healing of the mind? A young girl would be restored and the woman with the issue of blood would be healed. But as we know, there would come a time when they will both succumb to the fate of the body. You know, these bodies weren't meant to last forever. However, we have a greater peace, and he is the Prince of Peace. That's what they call him, the Prince of Peace, a wonderful counselor, our Savior, the authority by which we have a right to the tree of life, everlasting life, 
and not just any life. It's life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. He says it clearly in John 14. We often use this scripture when eulogizing a loved one, especially those of us who are believers, because it is in that hope that gives us hope, because we are hoping in the blessed hope who is Christ himself. Jesus says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. What a blessed promise. What great peace knowing that Jesus will come back again. And not just come back, he says, and to receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Imagine a place of no more suffering, no more death, no more sickness, no more war, no more, no more fighting, no more chaos, no, no more turmoil, no more mental and spiritual unrest, but a place that we will abide with Christ forever, the Prince of Peace, the one who is the usher of peace, the one whose life was given so that we could have peace, that we could experience what it means to be his children, heirs to the mighty God. And then even greater, that we would experience eternal life, that we will never have to suffer death again of this physical body. Biblical peace is more than the absence of trouble. It's more than the absence of conflict. It's more than just rest, because when we rest, we lay our heads down on our pillows or we sit down quietly. But the kind of peace that Jesus is talking about supersedes anything that we can imagine. Biblical peace is wholeness, and it's about being complete. And that completeness points us only to one person, and it's the personhood of Jesus Christ himself, the Prince of Peace. And we know if we look at it from a regal perspective, the Prince of Peace has authority because his Father, the Lord God, gave it to him. Jesus is our Prince of Peace. Our faith in Jesus Christ is peace, the ultimate peace, a peace that surpasses all understanding. You can't comprehend it with your physical mind. It takes faith. Peace in Christ does not mean the absence of trouble. It also does not mean the absence of pain. But what it does mean is that no matter what you're going through, he is right there assuring us assuring you that everything will be all right. I'd like to end this podcast with a prayer for you. If you're seeking peace, if you've been praying for something and you still remain troubled and perplexed, I pray that this prayer would lift your spirits, that you would gain trust in God, and that no matter how long it takes, that you would have the assurance in knowing that Jesus can and will answer your prayers. Father God, I just thank you so much for the privilege of prayer, the opportunity to to come before a holy God where the veil has been torn and we have direct access to you. This week, Father, we've been focusing on peace, a peace that surpasses all understanding, not as the world gives it. Father, you said, let not our our hearts be troubled, that we can believe in God and believe also in you. 
You said in your house are many mansions. We believe that, Father. And in this year of 2020, what we have realized is that we have lost so many souls to a dreadful plague, to something that has not caught you off guard, but it has left many bewildered and perplexed. Yet, Father, just like you healed Jairus' daughter, just like the woman who had enough faith that she felt if she could just get close enough to you to touch your cloak, that she would be healed. Father, we bring and have that kind of faith in you, that everything that has gone on in this year of 2020 of, of perplexity and of frustration and of sadness, of, of sadness and mourning and death, Lord, you can raise us up. You give us the hope and the peace that, Father, that the world can't bring. And Father, it is in you we rest and have confidence. Lord, I pray that everyone that is listening to this prayer, that listened to this message, that their hearts would be uplifted, that their minds would be at rest, and that they would experience what it means to be your child, a child of the Most High God, what it means to be able to lay our concerns at your feet, and Father, to not be anxious about anything that we are experiencing, but to have ultimate hope in you. Lord, for the privilege of prayer, we are thankful. For answered prayer, we are thankful. For the hope in prayer, we are thankful. And for the privilege to come before you and pray, we are thankful. I pray that all those that hear and all those that believe and all of those that will trust and have faith in you, that their hope would be realized and they too would experience the peace that surpasses understanding. I pray this prayer in the precious name of our risen Savior, Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. Amen.